Starcom Radio Network, AM, FM stations all across America. You're caught up now on your news, weather, traffic, and sports from your local stations. We welcome our next guest, Rena Jahab. How are you, Rena? Welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Great. Um, New Year's resolutions uh, took a big hit this year. Everybody was saying, I'm not making any, because I always break them. I'm not making any. <laughs> but I think that's just a lot of, you know, talk for the subway and the street corner. I think all of us start a new year with a blank slate, and we'd like to do better than we've done in the past. What you and I are talking about today is something near and dear to my heart. I do a lot of public appearances. I do a lot of performing on stage, and I greet the audience afterwards. So all the handshaking, all the hugs that you'll get from people, I make it a big thing, try to not get sick from them. If I see a runny nose, if I see a cough into a hand, I try to finesse those situations. You're going to help us today on how to stay healthier in 2018. How do we begin? What a great point about the exhaustion that everyone's facing. You know, 45 million Americans make a resolution every year, Ed, and you know how many make it to February? 8%. It's terrible, And right? so yeah. I think it, it is, it is. But the truth of the matter is we've made getting healthy so hard, you know. We've made it complex, we've made it expensive, we've got these complicated diets, and what I learned from healing myself from 25 symptoms, including basically almost dying, I was down to 90 pounds, losing a pound a week on a five foot seven frame, is that actually health is really easy. We've made it hard. So my my big insight is if you want to stay healthy, here's a couple of magic pills. And I call them magic because they really do work and they are free. And you don't get them in a little box. So the first one is you've got to strengthen your body. So weak bodies get sick, strong bodies don't. All right, how do we get strong? Well, the first thing is you've got to, the way you take care of plants, I call it miracle grow. My magic pill number one is miracle grow. Mm. Take something that strengthens your body. And you know what? When you have something that strengthens your body, and my personal magic pill favorite is moringa leaf. It's a little powder. It's just a leaf. It comes literally just with nothing else added in it. It gives your body the strength to forget about that pizza and that extra beer you had last night that you probably shouldn't have. Mm. So the first tip is, Strengthen your body. Take something every single day that's going to give your body that boost, that miracle grow. Moringa is one. Chlorella is another. Spirulina is another. Organic chicken liver. You know, a couple of pieces of that once a week um, is all you need that to really bolster that immune system of yours. So that's one. The second tip I think you're going to love, too, is take a daily mini vacation. Mm. We've made everything into heart. My insight is make it easy. Chill out, relax, take a deep breath. Why? Because your body can't heal when you're freaking out. So you're either in that flight or fright mode, you know, because someone's cut you off or there's way too many people sneezing your way and now you're stressed and now your body's immune system's down. Or you know what? Take a, take a mini vacation. So what I love to do is for that 20 minutes a day, I schedule it in. And I do it at, at 3 p.m. Because I know that's the time when I'm going to go for those brownies or you know, I'm going to be rummaging around for some sugar or for some coffee, right. which I haven't had in two years now. Mm. So I'll, I'll just uh, put on a little music, put on a little candle, close my eyes, think of the most amazing vacation I ever had, and literally just deep breathe. 
or go out for a walk in the sun mm. or grab my lunch and sit with my feet on the grass. So those are a couple of things. We have seven magic pills. Man, I could go on and on. Sun. Sun is one of the most amazing magic pills, although right now it's kind of missing an action. Mm. But um, if no sun, take a couple of vitamin D drops, sleep. Sleep's real important. Um, so, yeah, so those are some of the some of the tips that I have. Tell me what kind of changes in diet, not to lose weight, to eat healthier, will make a quick... Uh, What's, we don't want everything to change right away, but we want to see quick progress. Where will we see quick progress? Now, you mentioned dropping out on sugar. I know white sugar, forget it, awful for you. But you also gave up the coffee, and I thought the coffee was good for us in certain amounts. So what kind of an ordinary day-in and day-out change can we see progress begin right away? Yeah, what a great question. So I actually went without any caffeine. So that was not just coffee, but that was also green tea, which is amazing for you. But I did go without any caffeine, any sugar, any alcohol. Also, I took out gluten, corn, soy. So I really cleaned out everything. I cleaned house, as I said, and I did it for 15 months because I was just fed up of being sick. I was just done. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give my body such an amazing break. I'm going to go back to the way the ancestors lived. I was in Belize um, just last week. I uh, did a wonderful uh, vacation out there and met, got to meet the med- medical uh, medicine man as well as a shaman. You know what they eat? We, we ate with them. We dined with them. It was the most delicious fish I've ever had. I kid you not. And fried plantain. That was it. That was the meal. Wow. And so when you look at how folks lived in the, oh, in coconut water, of course. Mm-hmm. So when you go back to the basics and you live the way our ancestors lived, and I don't mean your parents, I mean truly your ancestors, you do give your body such an incredible boost of health. But not everyone can do that. I know I've been called crazy a couple of times for, for going on this diet. Also, no packaged foods. I cook everything three times a day for the entire 15 months. <laughs> um, but with that said, you have a great question. You know, People don't want to do that. No one wants radical change. It's like, what, what little things can I do? And my first recommendation, and we just finished a boot camp, a new you boot camp, and it worked, is don't eat after 7 p.m. Eat whatever you want until then. Just don't eat after 7 p.m. Give your body a break. Here's why. You fall sick because your body just ran out of steam to repair and fight off whatever's invaded it, right? That's how you fall sick. Right. Well, and when I say sick, I'm talking about, you know, flus and colds. Well, yeah, you know what? Let's, so let's, let's how- just stop right there because that's an important point. People ask this question all the time. Do I get sick because somebody brings germs near me or I'm making myself sick by lowering my resistance and anything can get me? What is it? I'm convinced from my own personal experience that it's the latter, that you get sick because your immunity is down. That if your immunity was strong, you would absolutely be able to withstand whatever people brought near you because your body would be able to fight it off. And we do see examples of that around us. You know, we all know that one person just doesn't fall sick, right? Right. So I, I absolutely believe, and that's why I absolutely believe that in 2018, you can make a choice of not falling sick mm-hmm. because you can make a choice, make that decision, make that commitment that I am going to boost my immunity up so strong 
that I'm not going to fall sick. And that is a big problem. I mean, you know, the number of infections we're seeing from antibiotic-resistant bacteria. I think it's a it's high time everybody got up and said, wait a minute, I need to strengthen my immunity because we just don't know what's coming out there in future with respect to things that we're not going to be able to treat with certain meds. So boosting immunity is a daily thing. That's the other thing. All right. It's not the one big thing. You know, it's not a pill that you buy and take, you know, or it's not one thing you do once a week. It's everything that you do, tiny little changes. So back to don't eat after 7 p.m. Why? Because it's going to give your body the break it needs to a fully digest whatever you put in it all day, and then to clean itself out. If you don't give it a chance to clean and push that debris out, guess what happens? It just sits around and murks around and creates toxicity in you. Ayurveda calls it ama, and it really is the root of most diseases, if not all diseases. So you give it that rest, you give yourself a chance, your body a chance to just rest completely. We think snacking's great. I used to be one of the biggest snackers. I thought, hey, it's boosting my metabolism, and that's how I'm going to be skinny because I'm going to, you know, nosh all day. Not true. It absolutely drains the body of energy because digesting digestion is just such a energy hog. So don't eat after seven, and then give yourself a 14-hour window at least. I actually go about 18 hours without food. And then, of course, I will pig out. You know, I don't stop myself from eating. I'll eat till I'm full. Mm. And I won't deprive myself. But I'll do two meals a day, four mm. hours apart. Wow. So that's one simple change you can make. And it's not that hard. We just had, you know, 50 people go through the program going, this was so much easier than I realized um, because you didn't deprive me of food. You can eat whatever you want. Just eat it at certain times, you know, eat it at noon and eat it at five or six and then don't eat after seven. Now, what, do you, what do you think about breakfast? Do you like a big breakfast, a small uh, breakfast? What do you like for the first meal of the day and how early? There is so much misinformation about breakfast. So we've gone through cycles of breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You'll never lose weight until you start with breakfast to all the intermittent fasters who say breakfast, what's that? Our ancestors never ate breakfast. They went hunting on an empty stomach and came back and ate what they killed. Here's my belief. You have to listen to your body type. And that's one of the biggest mistakes we make is we try to follow everybody else instead of saying, let me listen and see how I feel. So my biggest advice to you out there is there is no right answer in terms of whether breakfast is good or not. Now, I really will tell you, and I have experienced this, that if your type is pitta, which is more of a fire-dominant type, then you do need a, a, a big breakfast because you wake up with a very hot digestive fire. And you need a breakfast. You're not going to do very well without a big breakfast. And you know who I'm talking about, right? All of you listeners out there, you know who you are. You wake up in the morning starving and you need some food. And it's not coffee. You need real food. If that's the case, feed your hunger. Feed that fire. Well, here's, here's my question because about that. Here's my question about that. By listening to your body, some people have become 400 pounds. I love that cake. <laughs> yes. I love that. You know how good it feels? I'm listening to my body. My body wants chocolate cake, yeah. ice cream, and it feels so good. Only I'm a whale when I look in front of the mirror, and I know the size of me is wrong. Yeah. So they say, well, I've had, to yeah. re I've had to retrain my body and get my appetite yeah. to demand. So how do you know when your body is yeah. asking for what it needs like a child or what it wants like a child 
right? Children want everything. If you gave them everything they wanted, it would be bad for them. Some people say, if I gave my stomach everything it asked me for every day, I'd be diabetic, I'd be obese. So how do we discern what the body is asking for that's good and what the body is liking because it got to look at it? And of course I would like that. But that's not really what you need. How do you, you know, separate the two? What a great, what a great question. And, you know, I'll, I'll add to that. My body never craves broccoli or spinach, right? Of course, it only wants cakes and cookies. So, <laughs> hey, Reno, what are you talking about? Right. Here's the difference. It's not about, it's about addiction. So when we say, I listen to my body and it craves chocolate, no, it doesn't. That's the addiction piece. So one of the most important things I did is I took out everything that's truly addictive to the taste buds. And it's designed, I mean, you know, I know, and I know this, things are designed in a lab to be addictive. How do you think that, that quote about, you, you know, you can't eat one potato chip came up to being? Well, it was designed that way. It was designed that you could not have one potato chip. You were going to finish that bag. So we are living in a world where food has been designed to be addictive. And so now you're not listening to your body, you're listening to your addiction, to your taste buds. And the only way to get out of that, and you have to get out of that first, if you already have a food addiction, and again, it's not that hard, you can sit down, you can make a food diary, and that's where my heal journal comes in. You know, jot down just bullets of what you're eating. Look at what you ate during a week, and you'll know if you have a food addiction or not, and what you're addicted to, take those out. So an easy way to reset your body one is called a kitchery fast. You know, you go three days on just the very basics of rice and lentil, soup or stew. You can do uh, a cleanse fast, and I don't mean, you know, lots of concoctions and powders. I mean, you simplify what you eat to about three or four things, and that's it. You're going to make soups. So for three days, four days, whatever that time frame is, you reset your taste buds, and they will reset. Mm. And you will get back in touch with, what your body needs versus what it craves. The second thing that I will tell you, and I know this, I, I absolutely know this is true, is that we are all nutritionally starving. So when you are nutritionally starving and your body's craving that pizza, it's not really craving pizza, it's craving the authentic fat that might be missing from your diet because that cheese on that pizza you're not necessarily sure that's real cheese, right? It could be something concocted out of a lab again. Because again, mm. we're so we're just not sure what's being put in our food anymore. I mean, the right. more labels I read, the more frightened I get. Right, right. The more documentaries, right? The more documentaries you watch. I mean, I watched this documentary on how we're being fed pus and milk, even organic milk. So the more you read and watch, the more you realize, oh dear, I don't know what I'm eating unless I go to the farmer's market and pick it up myself and cook it myself. And so that's what I recommend. If you're trying to really get back to the basics, if I need to know what my body wants, then the first thing you really ought to do is clean out those addictions. And yes, it's tough. Um, of course, it's tough to get out of addictions. What what I recommend is finding substitutes. So my my sin, so it was easy for me to give up the alcohol. That wasn't hard. Caffeine, I found chaga mushroom tea as a replacement, right? So that was awesome. Nice. The hardest was replacing cakes. That was, that's my, you know, I'll, I'll sit there and have cake for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and want more. So that's, that's my spot there. 
So what I did is I found a way to make the healthiest imaginable cake. So it was just banana, egg, vanilla, which I love, and stevia. And we'll, we can talk about sugar in a second, but I did go completely sugar-free, not even honey and not even fruit. I mean, I truly took sugar out completely because when I did try grapes, I turned out I would just pick out on grapes all day. That wasn't what I was trying to do. Right. So sugar is sugar is sugar. And if you're trying to truly get back to listening to your body, you need to take it all out and then add it back in very slowly. And then you will hear your body. It really talks loud. I'll give you an example. If you had lunch... And an hour, two hours later, you're feeling blotchy and bloated and like you need a pillow. Something didn't work very well. If you had lunch and you're ready for act two, that was a good lunch. So there are signals our body gives us. But you know what we do, Ed? We go get a cup of coffee. That's what I did for decades. I'd feel crappy at three and I'd go get a cup of coffee and then I'd feel great. So we, we've learned to really shut down like duct tape or mm. symptoms, right? Because um, that would mean change, and change is hard. Right, absolutely. Now, uh, if you're just joining us, by the way, Rena Jadhav is with us. She is the author of My Heal Journal, a book that she produced when she was unable to find an effective journal for healing her illnesses. The journal is available at myhealjournal.com. Her upcoming book. New You reveals several steps, uh, and we've talked about some of them, and you can go to the website for that at www.newyou, but you is spelled Y-O-O-U, so it's www.newyou.com to go to the website. Uh, you can also go to Healerpedia dot com forward slash rena so you got some great resources there all right for people who have had a long history of eating the wrong thing and we're talking fast food and fats and all these sugary products how long is a cleanse going to take for them compared to someone who hasn't really been indulging that much but they would like to do better how long are the McDonald's people, the Big Macs, the shakes, all that stuff that we know is not good and healthy, how long does it take to cleanse that out? My recommendation is you start one day at a time and don't worry about the time frame. Make it into a decision that this is going to be the new you. Hence the name of the book in the program. Right, new you is not about a diet for a certain time frame or thinking about it in terms of time frames. I think Ed, that's where we fall into this trap of having a date in mind or a time frame in mind. And you know how the mind is. Mind is so naughty. It's like a monkey. The moment you put a date on it, it goes, mm-mm, I can't do it. There's just no way. There's just no way. So what I learned, and this is me too. I mean, the moment I saw it, and someone said to me, Rena, your gut's a mess. If you want to live to see another day, forget your grandkids, then you're really going to have to fix your gut because you don't have a gut. You have a pipe. Mm. It's an empty pipe. Mm. Everything goes in. It just comes right out. So I give you like, I don't know, a year to live because you're at 90 pounds, you're going to get about a pound a week no matter what you do. So, you know, we, we don't have much time here, child. So, so it made me rethink what I was doing. And, and when she said, you know, we can take up to five years for the gut to heal, I thought, are you kidding me? I, I, apparently, I don't have 90 days at this point. Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, 90 weeks at this point. You're telling me, I, I, you know, that makes no sense to me. 
Long story short, I realized that the only way this was going to work is if I did it one day at a time. And I was going to swap out one thing every day. And that's what the book and the program is all about. It's not about time frames. It's about saying if you have led a crappy diet for a very, very long time, then you start today and you say, what one thing in my diet today am I least addicted to? Maybe that's that shake, maybe that fry, whatever that one thing is. You just take one thing today and you go, I'm going to replace it with my, as I mentioned, one of my, my magic pills. I'm going to replace it with something that's a miracle grow. So I'm going to make it into a Moringa powder smoothie. By the way, nothing tastes yummier than a fresh homemade smoothie. I kid you not. You try that. Berries, just a bunch of frozen berries, some coconut water, half a banana if you're okay with the sugar. If no, no sugar, don't take the banana out. Some almonds, water, blend it all up with some arrowroot powder, and you will get the yummiest, creamiest, thick shake. Nice. You know, put some ice cubes in there. So the point is you start one thing a day. So that would replace, if you said, all right, I'm least addicted to shakes, then you'd replace that with this smoothie, and you'd throw in a tablespoon of moringa for that miracle grow. Tomorrow, tomorrow you pick something different. Because, again, the mind's the monkey, and it hates the same thing. So you'll find. Today I'll have my smoothie, but you know what? I'm not going to have that burger. So what am I going to do? I'm going to replace it with maybe that veggie burger that is organic. That, you know, maybe there's well, a Well, let me of ask nice about that. Now, is, is a veggie burger going to have my protein? How do I get protein out of veggies? Ah, uh, so I also interview... I do podcast interviews, and my favorite show on protein was actually with Dr. Joel Kahn. He is a vegan cardiologist who is out there. He's got some great books and great programs, and he talks a lot about how misunderstood the need for protein is. Now, if you're going to go out there and wrestle and be in some Olympic sport, you're right. This, this is not for you. You should continue to do whatever protein routine your coach has you on. But if you're not fighting a battle or going to the Olympics or, you know, an athlete racing around and burning thousands of calories, you don't need a lot of protein. And there's an entire nation of a couple of billion people, I mean India, where there's a ton of vegetarians that do just fine without adding in scoops of protein powder or eating tons of beef, which, as you know, Indians really don't do a lot of beef. So... The, the myth of protein is, to me, another one of those, those lies that has somehow been become culture, and we believe that we need a ton of protein, and that if you go on a vegetarian diet, you won't get a lot of protein. Vegetarian food is a complete food. I mean, look at a cow. How does a cow get its protein from grass? It just eats one thing. So you look around, you look at horses, you know, you look at a lot of the animals that, that do just fine eating one one thing, not even a variety, no vitamin pills, and they do just fine. So my argument is if your body type needs the meat protein, and again, this goes back to you've got to learn to listen to your body once the addictions are blown out. So don't worry about missing the protein and eating a veggie burger if you're worried about just from a, oh, will I start to waste away? You will not waste away. Okay. But if you, but your body type might need protein. There are people whose mm. body type, they just need a little meat. And so there's nothing wrong in that. Now, how will um, you know that? How, how will you know if you're the body type that needs the protein? You'll miss it if you take it out of your diet, then you go back to it? 
you won't miss it. You'll feel a change in your energy levels. You'll feel a change in your clarity. Mm. It's about seeing how you perform. And um, I also feel it's not just a body type. It's also a stage of life. So I was a vegetarian all of my life. Pretty much uh, my parents are big meat eaters. I was just a born vegetarian. I just wouldn't let them cook at home and you know, just a strange kid, just didn't want meat and just want, got nauseous and felt it was a human rights violation for the animals. And so my whole life till I married a meat eater. And so then I had to, of course, you know, compromise, compromise leads to great marriage and all that. So, um, so here I was adding a little bit of meat here and there and kind of, you know, suffering through it with a smile. And, and I kind of grew to like it, but not really. Got short to my severe illness. And they said, look, a couple of Two little organic chicken livers will give you that miracle grow that your body needs. So that's what I did. Because mm. I was going to do anything to survive. So I added two chicken livers every single day for 15 months. I would mince it up. I would close my nose and I would just eat it. With that said, when I got out of my illness, I'm, by the way, I, I, this is the healthiest I've ever been. This is the happiest I've ever been. I realized that and then of course I did go through menopause at the same time. I'm in your post. So different stage of life. And I realized that w- whenever I didn't have meat for a couple of days, I would just feel low on the energy level. Mm. I would feel a little more tired. I wouldn't race out of bed. Right. At this point, I wake up dancing and singing, and I'm ready to go run four miles. Like it's just, and I no caffeine, right? No caffeine, no sugar, and I'm just ready to go. But I would feel slower. And so I realized, well, the stage of life I'm at, I obviously need a little bit of meat. So I do. I take twice a week. I'll do an organic chicken men's and I do do chicken liver about once a month now. Oh, wow, chicken liver. Yeah, that, that was popular when I was a kid. Everybody ate liver. Now I never see anybody eating it. All right, great. Um, I want to save a little bit of time here. We'll spend about a, a couple of minutes on tell me how the journal works, My Heal Journal. What is this journal doing? How is it you know, crafted in order to help me? So journaling has been scientifically proven to work. You know, anytime you write something down, it changes uh, a bunch of things in your mind in terms of how your mind processes that information and what it does to execute on that information. So it's a great way to, A, be accountable to yourself, right? So the moment you write something down, now you become accountable for it. What I found when I was really sick is I had 25 symptoms. I was a, a total hiding, rashing mess, but I didn't know what was triggering what. So for me, I had to figure out, I had to start writing detailed notes to say, hey, did this trigger that? Did this trigger that? You know, what's triggering what? And where do I even begin? I tried a bunch of journals. I didn't find any one of them worked for me. Too complex, too big, too hard, too boring. So I started to create something for myself that would work. And what I realized is, one, I'm a Twitter generation, which means I hate writing long things. So I needed something that I could just put bullets. So one of the design elements of the journal is that it's designed for the current generation with just bullets. So we compress an entire week into two pages. So you're not writing every single day lots of details and trying to do verbal diarrhea, as I say. You're just putting bullets down of key things. And again, you're not tracking everything. You're just tracking the key things you want to track. So for someone who's lived on a very bad diet for a very long time, this would be a great way on a daily basis to just write down what's the one thing you swapped today and feel proud of it. Mm. The other thing we added that, again, is scientifically proven to work is gratitude. It changes everything. So one word, it's a section for gratitude. You put one word a day, 
and you look at it, because it's the same page, you're looking at your yesterdays and you're looking at your day before. And you're feeling proud of yourself. Now, suddenly you don't want to miss a day, right? Because it's all in that one page. It's not on empty pages. It's one page and it's all right there. Right. There's a built-in motivation that comes in when you have that. I also realized because of all my illnesses and what the symptoms was, I couldn't remember a darn thing. So I added a section for notes and reminders. Mm. So because it's for one year, I could go down and put in a reminder for a certain month or a certain date, like this date, go get tested for this hormone again. Or for this date, remember, you know, you're, you, you committed to giving up this on this date. Or, hey, you can bring this back on this date. So there was stuff to look forward to. Awesome. Like I was going to give up something for three months and I was going to bring it back. So there's a notes and reminder section. Um, so it's my moods and goals. So the way it's structured is it's two pages per week. On the left side, we have a quote. So uh, an example of a quote is if you don't like the road you're walking on, start saving another one. So every week you get a new quote by someone famous to keep you inspired and motivated to keep going. We have a section for notes and reminders. We also have a section for my moods and goals. Because they, they change, right? Every week you've got something slightly different. And this is, again, a great reminder that, okay, this is how I'm feeling and this is what I want to do as of today. Symptoms, so those are, again, just key bullets. How do I feel? What's hurting? In my case, like I said, 25 is a lot of symptoms to track. For most people, it's four or five things. I'm bloated, I'm gassy, I'm irritable, I'm rashy, you know, I'm fat, I need to lose weight. <laughs> uh, what I added, what I removed, tests and procedures done and results. Mm. That was a big thing, again, for someone who's going through testing. It gets really hard to keep track of that stuff. Got it. Rena Jadhav, what a great guest. Thank you for the visit today. Now, if you want to get Rena's book, My Heal Journal, I'm going to send you to the website. You should also be on the lookout for her upcoming book, New You, that reveals small steps for going from tired and achy and sick to vibrant, energetic, and strong. Go to healerpedia.com forward slash Rena. Go to www.newyou. That's newyou.com. And you can uh, go to myhealingjournal.com. Rena, you are awesome as a resource. You know so much and you share it so well with us. You got us off to a great start in the new year. It's a pleasure to have you on. We look forward to you coming back on the show. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Oh, you're terrific. Thank you. Rena Jadhav on the Ed Till Show, Starcom Radio Network. Mm-hmm.